Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We wish you could be here in person with us today. We're grateful that you are watching from home, or maybe later you'll be hearing the audio of this. And we are grateful uh, for the technology that allows us to spend time together to hear. Christ and Him crucified, to have the gospel be done unto us. I pray that it blesses you. Our opening hymn this morning is, Jesus Christ is Risen Today. Mm -hmm. 
We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us take a moment in silence for self-reflection. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, Comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. We humbly pray that we may live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. At this time, we will have our scripture readings. Happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. The first reading on this Easter Sunday is from Exodus, chapter 14, verses 10, through chapter 15, verse 1. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, 
and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us into the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it when the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The second reading this morning is from Psalm 118, verses 15 through 29. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. 
The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. The epistle this morning is taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. John 20, 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved. And she said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over, and he looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. And then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen, Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They did, still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus 
had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in, the, in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around, and she saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus, and he asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Now, thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me. Tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go. Instead, to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them he had said these things to her. This is the gospel of the Lord Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. On that Good Friday... We remember Jesus after he was betrayed. We talk about, or maybe even perhaps feel, for what he endured. The sacrifice, the sin, the shame, the suffering. Perhaps we don't feel good about it. Perhaps some assign guilt or a need, a need for something that I must do. But that's not what we will hear today. That's not what the theology of the cross proclaims. The theology of the cross, that cross, preaches Christ and him crucified, period. Nothing added. Yet, in our flesh, our flesh, we desire to understand. We look around the cross, past the cross, above and behind, perchance, that we might see what God is really doing. For the cross is foolishness, we have read, to those that do not believe. Foolishness to the world. And yet our flesh seeks to understand. Perhaps we assign guilt. Perhaps we want to suffer or take up and bear our own cross because of our past sin. We expect others that are suffering, they're suffering as punishment for what they have done, just like the disciples that were with Jesus when they came upon the blind man and asked, who sinned that this person would be born blind? Some hear a theology that they too, 
they too must sacrifice for their sin or bear the shame and suffering in order to be more like Jesus. That's bad theology. That's the theology of glory. That's a burden placed upon you by you or by a person from a pulpit that says, do this, don't do that. Feel this. Be that. You need to inspect other people's fruit. You need to expect your fruit. In short, the idea is salvation is from Christ plus what I bring to the table, what I do, what I say, what I feel. And that is how times, sometimes maybe you feel that way. Maybe even you believe that some of the time or all of the time, you need to hear the message today, if that's you. You need to hear that we proclaim Christ and him crucified, nothing more, nothing less. And today, today we focus on Christ fulfilling his promise. The promise today is fulfilled This is the day in which no body was found in the tomb. He has risen. Alleluia, Christ has risen indeed. I'm going to share with you today the who, the what, the where, and the when. Looking at Mark 16, verses 6 through 7, similar to our passage in John, we come in at Verse 6, but he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, he who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go. Tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. Again, in the name of Jesus, because nothing good comes from any other source. Amen? Death has fallen. The kingdom of Satan is cast down. Sins have been buried forever. That means life from death. That means a new creation. This is Easter, the resurrection of our Lord. Now what's it all about? Listen to the preaching of the young man in the long white robe who was at the tomb. The first part of the sermon, he proclaims who Jesus is and what he did. He is Jesus the Christ from Nazareth who was crucified. That's who. He was buried here, he proclaims. But he is not here anymore because he is risen. This sermon declares that Jesus was dead, buried, and rose again. This sermon proclaims the good news that the horrific events of Good Friday have been turned into the unexpected and awesome events of Easter Sunday. Jesus died. Jesus rose from the dead. But there's more. Where is he? Well, he's going to Galilee, just as he told you. No, not just who he is, not just what he did, but also where he is. Where they can find him, he tells them. Where the Savior who died and rose will be for them. So then we fast forward to today. It's the same story. You got a not so young, you don't have a so young man. 
but a man in a white robe telling you the good news of Jesus. And that is that he died on the cross for you in your place. And he rose again. Like he said he would. There's an empty tomb. The stone has been rolled away. Now your pastor also tells you where he is, but this time it's, he's not in Galilee, but he's here in this church. He's at the font. He's at the altar. He's even at the pulpit. He's in the water. Oh, he's in the word. And he's in the body and the blood. For in those gifts, the Jesus who died and rose is right there for you, just as he said. And since he has said it, and since Jesus has said it, it's true beyond a doubt. Your sorrows have been turned into joys. Your sins have been buried. Your death has been defeated. You are a new creation with new and everlasting life. Christ is risen indeed. Then I want to take us to John 20, 13, similar verse to what we heard in Mark. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. John 20, verse 13. She's asking, she's asking these two What did they do with Jesus? He was dead on Friday, and now it's Sunday, and I can't find his body. And it's obvious that someone took it, moved it, misplaced it. That's the only conclusion that fear, doubt, unbelief, and despair can draw. But we know the truth, that that wasn't it at all. We know that Jesus was alive, we alive as in not dead. <laughs> Jesus is alive, alive as in not dead, as in his body wasn't moved, but he came forth bodily from the grave, alive. And everything hangs on this truth. If Jesus was still dead and the body was stolen or moved, your faith is a myth. It's a lie, a load of baloney. But that's not what happened. Rather, something happened that has never happened before or even since. Someone rose from the dead with no help. Prophets in the Old Testament raised people from the dead. We know that. We read that. Jesus raised people from the dead. But nobody ever has come back to life on his or her own. But now, Jesus has the Son of God, the Lamb of God, is alive. And it changes everything. Now sin, which brought death into the world, has been paid for. Its wages were paid to Jesus. And he rose anyway, showing that because he's no longer dead, our sins no longer stick to us. Death which is 
supposedly just part of life, is overturned, defeated. It has been robbed of its power to steal your life. And instead, it has been made into nothing more than a nap for a little while. The devil, oh, he, he tries to torment us with fear of death. The devil has been stripped of his power to accuse and frighten us. The crushing blow of Good Friday to the evil one's kingdom is echoed in the triumphant rolling away of the stone from the tomb. And that victory of Jesus is now yours. For Easter, Easter is splashed upon you at the font in your baptism. Easter is sung and preached and shouted into your ears. Hallelujah! He is risen. He is risen indeed. Easter is laid out on the altar for you to feast upon his body, his blood for you. And today... Today is your victory because Christ has won his victory. Your enemies are done for. And eternal life is yours. And it's all because of Jesus. Nothing that you add, nothing that I add. It's all because Jesus kept his promise. Just like he said he would. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our hymn of the day is Amazing Grace. And love. 
dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine, but God, who called me here below, will be forever mine. Will be forever. Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, God the, the Father, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Rejoicing in the resurrection of our Lord and sharing in his peace, let us pray to the Lord on behalf of ourselves and for all people in accordance to their needs. O risen Savior, set free our tongues to confess your resurrection before a world still captive to sin and death. Give us courage to go to every place and to speak in every language the salvation won for us upon the cross and the hope granted to us of life that death cannot overcome. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, make us to burn with the fire of your love, that we may love you above all things and love our neighbors as ourselves. Deliver us from fear and relieve the anxiety of our hearts that we may live out fully the hope planted within us and the new lives we received in the waters of our baptism. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, anoint the words of those who preach to us your gospel and open our ears to hear with faith all that, ye, that he has done to save us. Raise up many who will serve, those who will serve you in the various callings of your church and who will serve us in your name with your word and gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, hear us on behalf of Donald, our president, and Gavin, our governor, the Congress of the United States, and all state and local elected officials. Guide them according to your word, that their labors for our nation's health and welfare may not be in vain, nor forgetful of the vulnerable, the aging, and the unemployed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, across our nation so many are imprisoned. Bless all prison workers, that they may be humane and serve with integrity. Bless those incarcerated with hope for the future and amendment of life. Help them to serve their sentences with patience and trust in you. And bless their families who love them, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O risen Savior, hear us on behalf of those who cry to you in any need, especially the sick, the suffering, 
the disabled, the wounded in spirit, those who suffer mental illness, and those in their last days on earth. Give them grace according to their need and sustain them in their afflictions to the day when their sufferings will be exchanged for glory in the life to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, accept the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving from our lips and the tithes and offering we bring this day. Increase in the hearts of your people delight in your mercy, gratitude for all your benefits, and eagerness to support the mission of your church in word and deed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, open the hearts of all who commune this day that we may receive to your benefit your body and blood in this sacrament. Give comfort and certainty for those who long for your supper and believe your Son's holy testament, that they may know they have what Christ says, that is, forgiveness of sins. By this communion, strengthen us in faith and equip us to love one another as you love us, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. And all praise to you, dear Father in heaven, for you have opened up to us the way to eternal life in the resurrection of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you thanks for all those who have gone before us in the faith and now rest from their labors. Keep us in that same faith and embolden us by your resurrection to be fearless in the face of disease, chaos, loneliness, and every sorrow of this world. Give us, give us, like Job, the solemn expectation to cheer us. Our Redeemer lives, and we too shall be resurrected and glorified to live with him in his eternal kingdom through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our resurrected Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us now pray our offertory prayer. Merciful Father, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you. O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God. But chiefly, we are bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of our Lord. For he is the true Passover lamb who gave himself to take away our sin, who by his death has dethroned death, and by his rising has brought us to everlasting and eternal life. And so with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with earth and sea and all their creatures and with angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. 
Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. For we know that on the night in which our Lord Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Life-giving God, in the mystery of Christ's death and resurrection, you sent light to conquer darkness, water to give new life, and bread of heaven to nourish your people. Send us forth as witnesses to your Son's resurrection, that we may show forth your glory to all the world through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us. We again have people uh, online from near and from far. Some new friends and uh, some old friends have popped in and, and we are just uh, delighted to share Resurrection Sunday with you, with you today. Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Let us go in peace and joy of the risen Christ to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Oh